Well, I'm bringing in the big guns today. Um, we're learning how to choose wisely. And one of the most important dimensions in life for choosing wisely is relationships and conversations with people. And I want to read from Paul Tournier's book, The Meaning of Persons, a bit about both how complicated we are and how mixed our motives are. And that's part of the gift of psychology in our day. Um, Ooh, I'm going to read from a book. <laughs> I'm John Ortberg. Oh, I read from a book to you all today. Next time I'll read from one of my books. Choose your relationships wisely. Be a person with three dimensions of spheres. Goodbye. Best part of the video oh, right there. Yeah, a little percent. <laughs> She actually told people when she was in college, oh, which is not true, that I used to make the kids listen to me read from one of my books every year at Christmas time. So don't oh. listen to anything that girl has to say. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Turnier talks about how incredibly complex we are. And then he talks about kind of the key moment being uh, to enter into risky, real, authentic dialogue with somebody. And I want to ask Nance about that because I think that's something that you're really good at where I tend to censor myself so much and often in conversations with people can feel it's kind of stilted or forced or artificial. So let me read a little bit and then read a little bit more. And, Not uh, from your own book, though. Hopefully Laura won't come in and uh, mess this up anymore. Um, here's what Tournier writes. This is page 50. He has a chapter called The Contradictory Being because we're all so filled with contradictions. One man always acts with impeccable correctness, but only with great difficulty does he admit to me what his behavior is like in secret. Another always appears extremely serious-minded, but has childish habits which he carefully hides. A devoutly religious man uh, lays bare the intolerable tragedy of his life, for he is generally thought of as an example of serene piety, whereas in reality he is haunted constantly by sexual obsessions how many people there are who are one thing at home and something quite different outside. In their homes, they have themselves waited on like Eastern potentates. Outside, they live lives of devotion to others. Author authoritarian, tyrannical, argumentative at home, patient and conciliatory in the outside world. And he just goes on and on to talk about all of us have a very difficult time even knowing what motivates our life. So I may do things that look quite good, but my motives are really uh, dark. Or on the other hand, uh, I might be involved in all kinds of behaviors I wish I wasn't, and yet really be eager to, to do well. Yeah. And um, so we all bring to relationships. It's very complicated. It's hard to know our motives. We're way more mixed up. Uh, and in the world of religion and faith, sometimes we just make it into real simplistic black and white. Uh, divorced people are bad. Married people are good. And like you just said, we're so unaware at some level of the level of mixed motivations in ourselves. It just takes a lot of time and honesty to not hear what you just read and think about 10 other people, but to really think about how do I do that? Yeah. 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 And and part of what Turnier talks about is uh, um, in conversations with people, there are moments that come. We can't force them, but where I get real with you. Yeah. And um, where we encounter somebody at a really deep level and the mask comes off and, you know, he talks about how we tend to live automatic lives and mm -hmm. that suddenly ceases and there's vulnerability and there's honesty. And, um, 
And yet somehow it's so hard. And I know for myself, I feel most alive when that happens. Mm -hmm. And I love it when that happens. I love it when it happens with mm -hmm. you. And yet I can often feel in myself something blocks it. Um, I want things to be harmonious. I want things to be peaceful. I want other people to see my persona, my image, and not my real person. And I, I somehow have a hard time letting that happen. And I admire Nancy, and it also ticks me off sometimes, how you seem to have a capacity where people just feel when you're with them that you are real. So I, I'll read a little of what he says, and then I would just love to hear from you. What enables you to take risks in relationships? Um, what enables you to be real with somebody to say something that's going to be difficult or where you don't know what the outcome is going to be? This is what Tierney writes. Uh, I'm making a distinction between two dialogues which always go together. We have seen that the person, pure and simple, does not exist. There's always the mask, the persona, what's automatic. The real inner encounter, the true dialogue which commits us, is enveloped in the external dialogue which expresses it. Even when this communication is felt in silence, which we are fond of saying is more eloquent than speech, the silence itself is charged with the words that have been exchanged before it began. So there are, there's a double dialogue, he says, one apparent and visible, formed of our words, our confidences, our looks, and our gestures, the encounter of personas. Um, but then the second one is the deeper one, where two persons in a, in a risky, vulnerable, naked way come face to face. Um, what is it that enables you when you're with someone to reveal, to be honest, to take risks, to enter into that deeper inner dialogue? Well, and whoever's good at that, I don't think any of us feel like it's so easy mm -hmm. and I've honed all the skills for it. It's still hard. Yeah. I think for all of us, if we're honest, way, way down deep is this desire to be known mm -hmm. and to not just live on the surface where everything is pleasant, but it's not real. Yeah. And I think that's a that the first of that is very motivating to me is I want to be known and I want to know the other person. I don't want them to walk away having had a pleasant conversation, but feeling that loneliness of like we all have if they only knew, mm -hmm. if they only knew. Yeah. And then you and I have talked about this before, but Les, Les and Leslie Parrott have that great sentence that conflict is the only way to intimacy. And maybe it's a little overstated. Maybe it's best to say conflict is a really significant way to intimacy. And it's worth, it's worth it. It's worth the price um, to get to the other side over time um, to be known and to know. And then your, your relationship goes to a deeper level, to another level, mm -hmm. which is so great. And boy, the Psalms are full of laments. The, the, the Bible's full of times where people have conflict with God. And almost inevitably or oftentimes the other side of it is a deeper knowing. And then I think the other thing is, especially with closest friends, um, I, I it's a way to trust the relationship. Mm. Our, our relationship yeah. is not so fragile yeah. that it can't handle this. Yeah, I think when you were talking about that desire to be known, just back to Genesis, yes. where uh, yes. Adam knew Eve, and so that's the great desire is to be known, to be naked and not afraid, mm. not just physically, but um, emotionally, emotionally and relationally. 
and yet um, fear is the great block of that. I was Absolutely. afraid, uh, and so I hid. I hid. And um, uh, I think Turnier talks about how even in close relationships, close friendships or marriages, um, over time there's kind of a collusion. There can be kind of a collusion where uh, we just agree together not to go there. But we don't saying, even agree, yeah, yeah. Um, it's unspoken. And one of the signs of that, I remember Scott Peck wrote about intimacy always involves going into what he calls the tunnel of chaos. Yes, that phrase. To get away from pseudo-community. Yeah. Yep. Um, Artificial harmony. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you can kind of tell when a relationship isn't doing that because it's stagnant. Mm-hmm. And when it goes into the risky place, there's a sense of um, full aliveness. Like you're on an adventure together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it may not even feel stagnant. Harmony can be so pleasant that it can almost medicate us into thinking, oh, I don't need to do that. Things are great. Hmm. Um, you know, being comfortable is a narcotic yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll ask this and then people can think about what they do today. Like, how can you take one step towards vulnerability, honesty, that inner true dialogue, not autopilot, not protection? How can you take one step on that in one relationship today? Do you do anything to prepare yourself for that? I remember when we were first starting to date <laughs> and I called you up, you, but you didn't tell me this till a long time later, but you said would that I? you would sometimes write down things to yes, talk about yes, with me. Yes. And I just thought that was kind of endearing. Um, do you have anything like that in relationships that preps you to say, okay, as I'm talking today with Karen or Sue or yeah. one of my friends, um, how do I not just stay on the surface? So the two things that just popped into my head, the first is I can overthink better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I will often spend a lot of time in my head thinking through the issues and getting to the place where I've decided it, it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I will almost always start by saying, I have something to talk about and I'm kind of embarrassed and I'm not afraid how it's going to go. Is it okay with you? Yeah. And that just disarms 90% of the conversation right there. And you'll also often with me yeah. um, say, uh, and I may not say this right the first time, so can oh, I just gosh. try to get it out there? I and then if I say it wrong, I'll go back and try yes. to clean it up. Because I, I don't yeah. want the precarity of feeling like I'm on a razor's edge having to get every word exactly right. No. Because I never do. The precarity of having to get every word exactly right. Not my, no. not my strength. No. So don't <laughs> live with that precarity. And uh, take a next step today with somebody it's, to go beyond the surface. And with God. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Choose wisely. <laughs> See you next time. Goodbye, Laura. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. You can join the conversation on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.